This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Hey, hey, listener, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I am actually recording this on the day that I am releasing it. It is a very wet and rainy uh, Easter Monday here. Kids are off school. Uh, I took a day for myself. And I was really taking my time trying to decide what I wanted to share with you guys this week on the podcast. Um, I had a really fantastic weekend with some really high highs and some really low lows. Now, typically, I don't share things until I have fully worked through them. But this was something so profound that hit me on uh, this weekend that I wanted to share it with you now. And this has actually been something that I've been working, uh, working on or aware of for a little while now. And I think that it's really important for me to share it because I know that one of you listening is going to hear this and go, oh my goodness, I never thought about this for myself. So as you know, I am relentless in my pursuit of personal and professional development, not from a place that I'm broken because I'm not broken and neither are you, but from a place of what is possible for me and living without limitations, living without the belief that I can't do something or that I can't have something. And if something isn't working out the way that I want it to, it's not about forcing or controlling, but a practice of getting curious and what might I be missing? So this attitude always takes me down a variety of rabbit holes, but I've learned to deeply trust myself, trust in my intuition that I will find the answer that I'm looking for. Now, what I haven't shared with you is over the past couple of months, one of the things that I have personally been struggling with is the ability to access some of my memories. I haven't been as sharp. I've had a hard time with my focus and concentration. And if you've been listening for a while, you know I recently did an episode talking about how to really nurture your nervous system because I recognized that some of the symptoms I was having was because my nervous system was out of whack. And so often we don't even recognize our nervous system is out of whack. And as a person who really takes a lot of time and care in taking care of myself, my well-being is one of my top values. It was really unsettling for me that my nervous system was still so out of whack, even though I was quote unquote doing all the right things. And this is what can happen to our bodies. 
um, we've all been through a lot over the past couple of years and everybody has interpreted things in a different way. But I will tell you, and I've said this for years, that our bodies, your body is always talking to you. Your ability to listen to your body is another thing uh, because so often we're focusing on the problem that we think we have. We're not actually looking at what created that problem in the first place. And this is what I'm a master coach at is, is helping my clients see and leading them to what is actually at the root of their problem. Because if we focus on trying to fix the wrong problem, we don't actually fix the problem. And this is what keeps so many of us stuck. So I personally noticed, and nobody else would notice this, and it's not me being hard on myself, so I want to be really clear about that. I spent most of my life being really hard on myself. And what that looks like is you've got a really critical inner voice, right? You're not doing a good enough job. What's wrong with you? Why can't you get this right? That's kind of what being hard on yourself can look like. But I've learned as an athlete, one of the things that I'm always uh, staying in the zone of is how can I improve? And I know when my performance isn't great. That doesn't mean I sucked, but I also know when my performance wasn't isn't great. And I experienced this when I went on stage. The first time I went out on stage in, when was that, 2021, um, you know, my first round out there, I was so wobbly on my feet. It was like the floor disappeared underneath me. And I came off stage and I was like, okay, Lisa, that was not super awesome. I mean, I didn't end up on the judge's lap, but it wasn't awesome. It wasn't my best go. So I just rallied, right? Gave myself a like, you got this, like go out there for the second time, nail your poses. And it was so much better the second time. And I, I believe that that is the mark of a great athlete, a very successful person is the ability to take a step back without being hard on yourself, but to fully be assessing where can I improve? Okay. That's not a bad thing to say, where can I improve? We just want to do it from a non-critical uh, space, just a space of curiosity. So I was noticing through my lens that my coaching performance wasn't as sharp as it usually is. And that was bothersome for me. Um, you know, part of aging, what many women don't understand is as your hormone levels drop, which is a natural part of aging, and even this I am questioning and being curious about, uh, but our, as our levels of, of estrogen in particular drop, we can, you can be talking and all of a sudden you won't be able to find the word. Like it's such, it's a, such a bizarre thing, right? When you're not able to access information that is so readily available and has always been readily available. So I was really playing with, you know, what is going on here for me? Is this hormonal? But I was noting, noticing it was getting progressively worse. And I was starting to tell myself stories about this because in my family, we have a history of dementia and we have a history of Alzheimer's. And I started saying, you know what? That's not going to be my story. It's not going to be my story. So where do I need to start? How can I start looking at this, being creative, being curious about how I can support my brain, right? So I am just that type of person, like I said, relentless in pursuit of my personal and professional growth that I'm always like, all right, well, what can we throw at this? So I started diving into different hypnosis audios, 
uh, because I'm a big believer in supporting our subconscious mind, rewiring those neural pathways. So I personally use, there's a website called hypnosisdownloads.com. I'm not an affiliate. I'm just a fan. And I go there and I will seek out what am I looking for? I will download an audio and then I'll just do it for five days. And it's always interesting. My intuition always leads me to the right one. I've got, you know, probably hundreds of different audios now from them. I really enjoy it. And uh, so I started working on one with focus. But as I was listening to it, and as I was thinking more about dementia, because I came across a hypnosis audio that was specifically for dementia. And I just thought I can't do it. Like I cannot buy into that story that, that that's what's happening. I mean, I'm only turning 50 this year, I'm not turning 80. Like I'm just not okay with this, but it got me thinking. You know, because if you follow my mentor, Jim Fortin, uh, he just recently had Bruce Lipton on his podcast. You're more than welcome to go check it out. Uh, and Bruce Lipton is really, um, he's just a fascinating human, like unbelievably smart uh, doctor. And he really believes in the power of the mind and that we create our realities and that our health comes from between our ears, basically. Uh, that we're able to heal our bodies. Now, you know, if you break your arm, you're not going to will your bone to heal. However, your bone will heal even if you don't get it put in a cast. You understand, right? Our bodies are designed to heal. Our bodies are designed to protect us. So another colleague of mine who, if you haven't checked him out, please make sure you check him out, Jake Curry. He specializes in German new medicine. And I've taken... Jake's course. I'm not sure if he's still offering it. I will put all his information in the description so you can go check him out. And I've worked with Jake before. And in fact, I've had him on the podcast. I talked about when I decided to start competing again, my hamstring, like this is an injury from over a decade ago, more than a decade ago, started acting up. And I thought, this is crazy. I have not injured myself. There's nothing wrong with my leg. I knew there was nothing wrong with my hamstring. So I reached out to Jake. We did a session. We found out that it was tied to um, an old trauma that I had in regards to feeling like I was going to lose things. Anyways, I don't even remember all the details of it. But what I do remember is my leg hurt a lot after that because it went into the healing phase because that's what happens when our body, you know, starts to heal. It often hurts. It's just normal, right? It's like if you go into the gym and you have a heavy workout, you're going to be sore the next day. Why? Because your body is breaking down and healing. And then my hamstring pain completely disappeared. And it has never bothered me since because I went to the root cause that was creating the pain. My body was just simply doing what it thought it needed to do to protect me. That's how powerful our brain is. So coming back to this whole thing about dementia, I reached out to Jake and said, I believe that there's more going on. I think that my memory loss is tied to something because I'd gone onto the German New Medicine site. You can, you can go and Google it, go look it up. And it was a separation conflict, feeling like you're gonna be separated from something and in an effort to protect you, your brain starts shutting down memories because memories can be painful. 
So you think about when dementia kicks in in elderly people. Oftentimes, it takes a really big turn after they've lost something very, very important in their lives, right? Maybe a loved one or a pet. We see this all the time, and we just think dementia is inevitable. But what if it's not? What if it is tied to a huge loss, a feeling like you're going to be separated from something forever? This is where I'm going to start to get emotional because this is something I am still working through. And let me tell you, if I had a penny for every client who said to me, Lisa, I've worked through this already. This is not a problem. This doesn't bother me anymore. Only to realize that they have suppressed so much emotion, so much trauma, and it's being stored in their body and it is creating problems in their lives. So I'm not interested in any feedback from anybody listening about your stance on vaccinated versus unvaccinated. I'm very clear on where I stand and what feels true and right for me, which is taking my time, watching with curiosity, and time will time will tell. This is the stance I've taken. And it has not been an easy stance. If you live in the world, you know that the conversation between vaccinated versus unvaccinated has been very, very polarizing. People want to be on the right side of this decision. I'm not interested in being on the right side of anything. I'm interested in doing what feels right for me, what feels true for me. And I understand that with that decision, a lot of things in my life has changed. A lot of things that were really important to me. And I live a very values-driven life. I know what my top values are, and I live by them. Integrity is one. Well-being is one. Freedom is one. Travel and adventure is one. Connection is a huge value of mine. And this past couple years, like never before, it's like all my values have been in a WWE wrestling ring going at each other, each one fighting for which one is more important. But ultimately, at the end of the day, my well-being is my number one value. How I care for myself physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, all of those things falls under well-being. So I'm going to share a story with you. And if you were around in 2021, when I went to Vegas for my show, you'll know that that was a really big moment for me. I did not know if I was even going to be going to Vegas. I, it, it didn't even click in that it was real until that seatbelt was buckled around my lap because the rules were changing so quickly around lockdowns and restrictions and passports and, you know, all the things. So I got into Vegas and had an amazing time and it was exciting and also overwhelming because I came from Canada and we were, you know, living with extended lockdowns and division, you know, and I go to Vegas and I'm like, what is happening? It's like there was a whole different world happening on the other side of the border. So there were still mask wearing, although I don't really call a piece of gauze with rhinestones across your face, really a mask. And one of the things that has driven me crazy about all of this is the insane rules that make no sense. 
And I've spent my life being a questioner. Like, why do we have to wear it to our dinner table? And then we sit down and we don't have to wear it anymore. You know, we're inside a casino and people are sitting five feet away, not wearing masks. But if you're up walking around, you have to wear a mask. Just all, so many rules, so many rules. Um, and the more and more data kept coming out and the rules made less and less sense because if we're going to follow science, I'm like, but science says this. So why are we still doing this? Anyways, I will not go down that rabbit hole. I just want to be clear. I'm not interested in anybody changing my mind or arguing with me about this because I know where I stand as of right now. I'm still in the very, I'm just going to take my time and be curious about how things play out before I decide anything. So back to Vegas. So I'm staying at the Paris Hotel. And, you know, my dear friend Jen was there with me and her husband and, um, you know, my other uh, colleagues, show colleagues, teammates. That's what I'm like. See, I'm looking for the right word. I'm like, what's the word? Teammates. I was looking for my teammates. Uh, Sarah and uh, Trish. And it was such an amazing time. And I remember the moment. I, rem I remember where I was standing and I remember Jen took me by the shoulders as I fought back tears because I'd just gotten the news that Canada was going to no longer allow people who are unvaccinated to leave the country. We're no longer allowed to get on planes or trains. We can't leave the country. And this is still true for today. I cannot get on a plane to leave my country. I cannot get on a plane to travel inside my country. I cannot get on a train. <laughs> Sounds like a Dr. Seuss rhyme. I can't get on a train to go across Canada. So within my own country, the only way for me to get around is to drive. I'm down with that. Canada's a pr pretty big country though. Um, and it sucks to not be able to get on a plane. It sucks to not be able to get on a plane and go to Mexico right? I'm not allowed into the States because of course in the U S as well, I need to be vaccinated in order to go into the U S but there's lots of places around the world that don't require you to be vaccinated to go to, which would be lovely, but I cannot leave my country. So I remember Jen taking me by the shoulders in that moment as the tears welled up in my eyes and said, Lisa, you've worked so hard to be here. Just be here. You don't need to worry about this. You don't need to think about this right now. Just be here. And she was right. And I'm so grateful that she, she did that for me in the moment. But what happened was I took that, that moment, that feeling in my body, right? I can still remember what it felt like in my body. And I pushed it down because I couldn't deal with it right then, right? I had a show to do. I had worked my ass off literally and figuratively to be there. And I wanted to just be so in the moment. I wanted to soak everything in. And then even more so because I knew that I had no idea when I would get the opportunity to be with my friends again, right? Because most of my friends don't live where I live. So I remember going up to my room and looking out the window at the fake Eiffel Tower <laughs> and sending a Voxer to my friend Sarah and just crying and thinking, here I have spent my life 
daydreaming about all the places I would travel to and all the things I wanted to do and how much I wanted to be able to take my kids on vacations. A big driver in my business has been so that I can go live the life that I want to live. And a big part of that is travel. I want to go see the pyramids in Egypt and I want to go get married on a beach in the Maldives and I want to go climb the Great Wall of China. Although I'm not so sure about that these days. Um, there's just so many lands to explore. You know, I want to go on an African safari. And I sat there looking at this fake Eiffel Tower thinking, God, please don't make this be the last place on earth that I get to see. Please don't make this, because I'm not a fan of Vegas. I don't know if you know that. I'm not a fan of Vegas. Um, there's a whole story about Vegas that I've I don't know if I've shared it. Maybe I have. Maybe I need to. Anyways, I just thought, like, don't let this be the last place I see. What if I don't ever see my friends again? Right? So, of course, I was catastrophizing and getting off into the future. But I also know that this was going to be true for a while. So in that moment, right, I had to pull myself together. I had to do what my friend Jen said, right? Like, be present. Let's go have fun on this show. Let's hold each other's hand. Let's walk ourselves out on stage because I've waited so long for that moment. So we did. And I loved every moment of the show uh, and spending time with my friends. And then I came home, you know, after multiple PCR tests and then a two-week quarantine. And life was different. I went from a lot of freedom on the other side of the border to vaccine passports, not being allowed to eat in restaurants, not being allowed to go to swimming pools. Uh, you know, my hubby had to give up hockey. There were just so many things that were stripped of us. And what made it worse was then people just saying, well, you haven't lost your freedoms. You have a choice, which is true. I did have a choice, but my choices meant that I didn't get the same freedoms as other people. And it's pretty clear now that the science doesn't back it up anymore, you know, but again, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I made a choice, but being gaslit by other people, being told that what I was feeling really wasn't justified imagine if somebody had been injured or hurt by somebody else and we told them well it's your fault you shouldn't have put yourself in that position i mean we've been talking about this for years with victims of sexual assault right blaming the victim and this is how it's felt you know i've had arguments with my parents about this um a lot of people lack compassion for anybody who isn't choosing the mainstream way. And again, you know, I own my choice. I don't regret my choice. And here we are. So circling back to trauma, that moment in Vegas was trauma. That was trauma. And trauma isn't just about, you know, sexual assaults or accidents or trauma can be an intense emotional response to something. And in that moment, I had a huge emotional response and my body 
did what it needed to do to protect me. And I want you to think about all the things that you've navigated over the past couple of years, whether it's been juggling kids at home, fear of, um, you know, money, financial stress, lockdowns. Uh, I mean, even today, I'm like, we have our freedoms back minus the getting on planes and trains. But there's a big part of me that I have to keep bringing back to today because I'm like, mm, yeah, but you know, fall and winter season, <laughs> we're not even in summer yet. And there's a part of me that is terrified that spring and summer, or sorry, fall and winter will come and they'll just bring those passports back again. And the things that I love will be taken away because I do love, like we just got to go to Cirque du Soleil and we've been out for dinner. It's just so nice to be part of regular society again. So I want you to think about where you've been impacted, where you have suffered some trauma maybe that you aren't even realizing. And I'm going to tie it back to why this is important for you to pay attention to because stored emotions in the body create disease. They create a whole host of problems. So you might be focusing on, as I said, the wrong problem. So if you've got a bunch of stored up emotions and your body is doing what it needs to do because it thinks it's trying to protect you, this is where we can bump up against things. So I want to share what happened when I talked to Jake Curry. So I reached out to Jake and I shared with him that I thought my memory after being on the GNM website that I was positive that my memory loss was tied to some sort of trauma. And, you know, I shared with him how much grief I've been navigating over the past year. You know, it's been waves of like grief and then acceptance and then resignation and then back to grief and then into anger and frustration. And I've talked about this on previous episodes that, you know, even with all the tools in my toolbox, there have been so many lessons here for me to learn. And I'm human just like you. And most of this is around attachment, right? My attachment to freedom and what I've made freedom mean. I've had to redefine freedom. And this is another example of how I'm redefining freedom. Uh, I've had to release attachment to things like travel, right? All the We always have lessons to learn. And even with all the tools in our toolboxes, it doesn't mean that we can avoid the lessons that we're meant to learn in this lifetime. Welcome to being human. And that's why I'm sharing this, because I want you to understand that I am no different than you. It's just I have a superpower of being able to see straight through the people that work with me, right past their bullshit, and I am willing to say the things that most coaches won't say. And I, I see the things that most coaches miss. That's what I do. That's my, that's my superpower. But that doesn't mean that I'm immune to my own garbage. This is why I have my own coaches, right? This is why I invest so heavily in my own personal development. So in talking to Jake, you know, he asked, he, Jake knows me well because I've worked with him before. And he asked me, okay, well, let's talk about like, what is a moment that you felt that you were going to be separated? He's like, did you feel like you were going to be separated from Macy or Jake or what was it? And as soon as he asked me that question, that memory of Vegas came flooding back. The tears started streaming. I had a lump in my throat and I knew it was that moment. 
And it made me realize how much I had stuffed down the emotion and continued to stuff it down. Yet I've been telling myself I worked through it, but I didn't. So I've been feeling the frustration, the sadness, the grief, the anger, all of it. But I never went back to that one moment, that one moment when it hit me like a ton of bricks and really allowed myself to process the emotions in that moment because I couldn't. Well, that's not true. I chose not to, as most of us do. So think about this, right? I have worked with clients who have had traumatic childbirth experiences, but then they hand you a baby. You don't have time to go back and think about what that birthing experience was like for you and the emotions that you felt and the fear that you were, you know, dancing with. You don't have time because now you've got a new baby, right? I've had clients that have special needs kids. And they didn't realize the trauma of hearing that um, diagnosis came with. I've had clients who've had things that have happened with their kids. I've had clients that have had memories come up from when they were 10 years old because of something somebody said to them on the playground, but they'd worked through it or something that happened with their parents. We all have these moments that impact us so deeply on a subconscious level where our body takes that experience and then it starts doing what it needs to do to protect us. Sometimes it comes out in these unhealthy behavior patterns. Sometimes that emotion gets stored in our body as illness. And I truly believe so many of the illnesses in the world are because of unprocessed emotions because humans are masters at finding ways to numb out, to work around. Not because we don't love ourselves, but because our brain loves us enough to say, okay, what do we need to do to survive? What do we need to do to kind of fix the problem? It just, it doesn't know. It very innocently doesn't know that it's creating a bigger problem because in avoiding the actual cause of the problem doesn't make the problem go away. We just chase the wrong thing. So my clients are A-type doers. They're ambitious. They are driven. They want more out of their life. Um, even if they're not really clear on what that more is, they're terrified that they're going to have to do more to achieve more. That's a whole other uh, podcast episode because that is absolutely not the truth. That's the story they tell themselves though. They're the responsible ones. My clients are the responsible ones. So they don't have time to sit and process the shit that's happened. They just have to move on. People are counting on them. But I want this episode to be an example of what's possible when you pause and you go back and you actually allow yourself to feel that emotion. So where, where did I get to with Jake? With this awareness, he was able to provide me uh, with a really amazing uh, meditation that helped me just kind of move the emotions and cry, which is the thing that I never want to do because often what happens for me, and this happened when Macy went into recovery, I was so terrified that if I started crying, I would never stop. And I know if I'm being totally honest with you, I know that one of the reasons why I didn't want to fully give myself over to that moment in Vegas was because I was afraid I would never find my way out of the grief. And you can hear my voice, it's still here. I miss 
getting on planes. I miss hugging my friends. I miss having adventures that aren't in my country. So I'm figuring it out. BC is a pretty amazing place to live. I mean, I got Whistler in my backyard. But I've been so afraid that if I really allow myself to feel that grief, that I'll never find my happiness again. Right? Because so much of freedom for me, that value of freedom is tied with the ability to move about the planet. And that's why I mean I've had to redefine it. But I can't redefine it if I don't fully grieve the meaning I used to give to it. And I want to invite you to be curious about what has happened in your own life in the past couple of years, what you've not given yourself permission to go back and look at and say, that sucked. That was horrible. That was hard. I miss this, this, and this. So listen, there are so many things that I'm grateful for about the pandemic. I love that, you know, open houses aren't really a thing anymore. So my hubby is home on the weekends. Um, I'm grateful that pretty much anything now can be done virtually. I can see my naturopathic doctor without having to leave my house. Love her, but I, I, I mean, I love staying at home. I am such an introvert. If I didn't go to the gym, I swear to God, I'd never leave my house unless I was getting on a plane to, to go somewhere. But this fear that if I gave myself over to my emotions, I would lose myself in them. And one of the things I learned so many years ago is that emotions are just energy in motion. They need to move. But here I am all these years later, not even realizing that I still am so good at stuffing them down sometimes. And I bet you are as well. So as much as I pride myself on my work around creating emotional fluency in my clients and having emotional fluency myself, I mean, I've certainly been aware of all the emotions I've been riding but I was avoiding really allowing myself to be in that moment, that moment where everything felt like it changed for me. And the irony is the only way for me to heal, the only way for me to heal my brain, because what's happening is my brain is shutting down little parts, right? Because it doesn't want me to hurt. It doesn't want me to be sad. It doesn't want me to have these memories. And every time, so every time I would be on Instagram and I would see somebody traveling or doing something or having an adventure that I wanted to have, it was like I would re-trigger that moment when I lost that. Right? So think about it. You're walking down a path. One day you see like a, a snake jumps out at you. Well, I guess snakes don't jump, but a tiger jumps out at you. You're always going to remember every single time you walk down that path, that snake or that tiger, your body's going to remember it and it'll get triggered again. So the same thing is true, right? Every time I looked at somebody traveling or doing something, it was like, I, it would that trauma would come back again on an unconscious level. So of course my brain is like, okay, we just need to start shutting things down <laughs> because my brain so is so trying to protect me and do what it thinks I need to do in order to be okay. This is what our brains do. This is why we get into these patterns on unconscious levels. This is why I'm such a, um, why I'm so passionate about hypnosis. I'm actually certified. I'm certified hypnotist because I believe in the power of reprogramming our subconscious minds and what's possible from that. And I have so many examples in my life 
So with this meditation that, that Jake provided me with and with just having the awareness now, okay, this is what's happening. It's like, I can tell my body, like, it's okay. We're okay. And processing, like letting that emotion come through me so I can really heal. And I'll tell you, I'm already feeling sharper. I'm already feeling more confident. I already know that I'm going to be a hundred percent okay, better than okay. Cause now I'm going to get to work on how can I sharpen my memory as I get older? How can I retain more information? How can I be a better learner? Again, I'm always working from this place of excellence and creating the life that I want for myself. So I want to be like the 90 year old sharp as a tack, like woman, like that's how I want to be. I'm even like tossing around, I mean, I'm currently taking a course and I'm, I'm tossing around some other things that I may or may not want to do in regards to education. So I know this has been a longer than normal episode, but I thought it was really important for me to share while I'm in it because the emotion is here and I wanted you guys to hear that and understand it's so easy to speak from a place of I'm on the other side of it. But when I'm in it and I share it with you, it really is meant to give you permission that it's okay for you to feel what you're feeling. And you know, the biggest takeaway that I want you to have from this episode, because I believe that so many people are now working through unprocessed trauma that is going to start creating illness in our world. I want to encourage you to look at the past couple of years and the moments that truly impacted you that you need to go back and acknowledge, allow yourself to feel like right out in your journal, what that felt like, that moment when you lost your shit on your kid and you said the things that you wished you hadn't said, or you said the thing to your partner that you wished you hadn't said, or, you know, how it felt when, you know, maybe you got vaccinated and you didn't want to, but you felt like you had to because it was for the greater good and you felt so much guilt over not, right? These moments, because I know a lot of people who were in that position. They just didn't have the courage. They didn't know themselves well enough to say no, like that doesn't feel right for me. Maybe you need to go back and look at decisions you made that didn't feel in alignment with who you are, or who you want to be. Maybe there's trauma now looking at some of the data that's coming out and feeling like you were misled. That's happening too. Right? There is no right or wrong here. The purpose of this conversation is to encourage you to look at where you have experienced moments in the past couple of years, or even way before that, right? When you were 10, when you were 12, when you were 20, and that guy said something about whatever, how your body looked, it doesn't matter, but that you've not allowed yourself to fully acknowledge, feel, and release. So that's what I have for you today. I hope this was helpful for you. I will put Jake's information in the comments below. If you are struggling with a symptom that feels odd for you, or it's, you know, it's something recent, like, you know, my dry eyes, my memory loss, maybe for you, it's, you know, your neck's out of whack or your back hurts. Jake is someone that I regularly refer my clients to. 
I've even paid for my clients to have sessions with him when we've bumped up against things that are hurting in their body for no reason, like they've come out of the blue. He is the person that I go to. His depth of knowledge and his um, you know, intuitive ability as a coach to kind of go down those rabbit holes, unbelievable. I cannot recommend him highly enough. So please make sure you check him out and what he's up to in the world. And uh, you know, if this does sound like you, again, you know, give yourself the opportunity to process that emotion and just understand that if there is something hurting in your body, if there's something that is not feeling right, don't just throw pills, powders, and potions at it. Be curious about what might else be causing those symptoms because so often our brain is just doing what it needs to do to protect you, to protect your body. So final, final thought, again, reminding you, your body is always talking to you if you're willing to listen and if you're willing to look past the problem you think you have, to be curious about what the actual problem might be. This also includes anything related to your physical body, like your weight, for instance. All right. So I will leave you with that. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I would love to hear your insights, your takeaways, your ahas. The best place to find me is over on Instagram at Lisa Carpenter Inc. Or you're more than welcome to send me an email at lisa at lisacarpenter.ca. If you are ready to do a deep dive into what might be holding you back in your life, by all means, book onto my calendar, lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM. Book your single coaching session with me. You will be amazed at what we can uncover and shift in that hour that will radically transform your life. That's what I'm here to do. Until next week, take good care of you. Remember that nobody can make you a priority, but you. And how different would your life be if you took ownership of that? I will talk to you on the next episode.